go. Let me get you in a place where I can see my notes. Why am I muted? Should be good. I hear you. All right. Okay. <clears throat> welcome in, welcome in, welcome in to a very special edition of TBL News, the video pod. I'm sitting here with Chris Cox. Chris or Christopher? Am I only calling you Christopher when I'm angry at you? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Or unless you're related to me. <laughs> okay, well, I'm neither of those, at least at the moment. Right. <laughs> so uh, I'm here with Chris Cox. Fair to call you uh, the voice of the Potawatomi Fire? I, I think so. I handle all the play-by-play duties for him and uh, home in a way, so it's a lot of fun. So, And thanks for having me on the on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, th- thanks for joining me here. Um, look, the first thing I want to jump into, um, we were chatting a little bit uh, before we tipped this off to use some basketball lingo, uh, about how the community, how, how, how Potawatomi County has taken to this new team they call the Fire, uh, 18 and six last season in the regular season, uh, bounced in a tough one to those uh, dastardly <laughs> <laughs> Shreveport Mavericks who are looking oh, pretty man. sharp again, but you did exact yeah. some revenge on them. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that game, I think, too, in a moment. Okay. But uh, first, tell, tell me how the, the folks of Potawatomi County have taken to their currently undefeated Potawatomi Fire. They've, they've taken to them great. Uh, you know, when we were talking earlier, I said, the one thing that really helped is that they came in and they were really good, really fast. Um, Potawatomi County, Shawnee, Tecumseh, Dale, which is a small community in Potawatomi County, rich basketball histories mm-hmm. at the high school level, at the college level with Oklahoma Baptist University. Um, so people here know their basketball. They know, they know what a good team looks like. They know what it takes to win. And, and I think, you know, when, when this team came in and TBL came, came to Shawnee, came to Pottawatomie County, there might've been a little bit of hesitancy, like not sure exactly what this is going to be, but with the team being really good with TMO general manager, David Qualls setting up a lot of fun events at Fire Lake arena, the community came out, the community enjoyed it. And, and it's been, it's been a blast. I mean, we had almost 1,100 people at our first home game, and that was Friday of spring break. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's actually almost 1,200 people, I should say. And so it was it was a really a really good opening night this season, and and I think it's only going to get bigger. And and so the the you know what I call my fan listening at home uh, understands about that number. You know, 1,200 folks coming out to a game. Um, now during spring break. Right. Sure. I'm sure uh, people are familiar with the mega numbers that uh, Oklahoma State football games and Oklahoma Sooner football games churn out. Uh, right. That, that 1,200 number uh, is nothing to sneeze at for a team that's no. entering. It's it just just started its second season. You know, you're just right. getting the word out about the team. So so exactly. it seems like the community is, is pretty down to be supportive. Absolutely. They they are very supportive. Uh, and I think you look across the central region, we have one of the not only one of the most rabid fan bases, but also one of the biggest fan bases. Mm-hmm. And considering that we've only been in the league now, this is our second year, it's it's pretty good. And I think that the fans are really are really embracing it. And, and like I said, it's it's only going to get bigger, only going to see more people come to the games. And then hopefully it kind of spreads out. Shawnee is kind of a little bit. I wouldn't say isolated, but it's about it's about 30, 35 minutes due east of Oklahoma City. So mm-hmm. where and it's kind of kind of a little bit by itself. Mm-hmm. Pottawatomie County is and, and Shawnee is, but we're getting fans from all around the county coming and, and we're starting to get people, I think, from some of the other places that, you know, even if they're having to drive 20, 30 minutes to come to a game, they're finding out about it. 
and and they're coming. We I know we've had some people come down from Tulsa, which is a solid hour and a half drive. Mm-hmm. That's the people come up from Lawton, Oklahoma, which also solid hour and a half drive. So it's it it's pulling people from all around. It's becoming it's becoming a destination, is what it's becoming. I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Well, well, winning will do that, right? And, and it great, will. Great, great players who help you win will, will exactly. help you do that. Exactly. So uh, speaking of one of those players who helps you win, there's this guy on the team. I, I think I, I think I got his name correct. I think it's Deshaun Munson. Has that name uh, come across your it, desk? It rings a bell. It rings a it bell, It rings right? a bell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from, what was it, 12, 13 triple-doubles last year, basically mm-hmm. a double-double in every single game. Mm-hmm. Already has three double doubles this season. He's mm-hmm. pr- pretty decent basketball player, I'd say. He's a pretty also, decent also basketball player. Also won the MVP player. last year. He might have won the MVP of the league last right. year. And, and maybe we've shared an article or two on TBL <laughs> News about that. A little bit. I'm not sure. Uh, so Deshaun Munson, um, great guy, great player. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you mentioned, lots and lots of double doubles. Also plenty of triple doubles in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, let me absolutely. ask you, Chris. I mean, he does everything. He does. He does everything indeed. And while he's doing everything, who's who's he reminding you of? That when he's not reminding you of just Deshaun Munson, because he is right. very much his own unique sort of player. But you're you're right. He he is unique, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about how unique he is in a second. But he reminds mm-hmm. me probably most of Russell Westbrook. He's mm-hmm. a bigger point guard, six four, about two hundred fifteen pounds, um, strong, wide shoulders, kind of. I mean, built a lot like Westbrook too. Mm. And he is so good at getting to the basket and finishing at the basket that yeah. it's it's pretty remarkable. I mean, admittedly, and he'll tell you this too, he's not not the best shooter in the world, and neither is mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, but that hasn't stopped mm-hmm. Westbrook from per, from putting out a Hall of Fame career yeah. and averaging a triple-double, I think, in what, two seasons, two seasons in a row. So yeah. he's, I mean, Munson's a, a phenomenal player. He scores, he passes, he rebounds, he defends. I mean, he does everything and he does it all really well now you, you mentioned rebounding uh mm-hmm. <laughs> we've cited some statistics in some tbl news articles about deshaun munson's rebounding uh 22 boards i believe he had last yeah, 22 week. 22 rebounds uh, a couple weeks ago against yeah. against rockwall yeah um on the road that was a team record followed that up i think last uh on against little rock just over a week ago with 15 and then had, mm-hmm. I think, 12 against Rockwall this last game out, something somewhere around there. So, I mean, he's just absolutely on a tear rebounding and he is he's just so, so good at rebounding and knowing where the ball's going to go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for again, for the fan listening at home, mm-hmm. uh, you heard that right. That's what, three consecutive double digit rebounding games. One of those yeah. games uh, chalking up 22 boards. Yeah. What, what what's this what's this guy doing? That's uh, so different. He's he's six four. He shouldn't be rebounding like this. From no. somewhat of a technical perspective, uh, what, what what's Deshaun Munson doing to grab all these boards, Chris? You know, I think he he has good awareness of where he is on the court, and I think he he knows how to use his size. We talked about a six four two fifteen. He's got long arms. He mm-hmm. knows how to box guys out well and get in position. But and while that's the technical side of it, I think what makes him such a good rebounder isn't necessarily technical things. It's it's more instinctual. He knows mm. once that shot leaves the shooter's hand, whether it's his own shot or somebody else's, he knows where it's going and he knows if it's going to be a miss. He knows where it's going to go off the rim and where it's likely going to end up. Mm. And, and I think, yeah, you can learn some of that. You can teach yourself some of that. But a lot of that's just instinct. 
Mm -hmm. He just knows it. And kind of going back to that Westbrook comparison, I think Westbrook during an interview one time said the basketball is his best friend. And I, I kind of get that same feeling with with Munson. The the ball's his friend, and he's going to go and get that get that ball every time it goes up. Speaking of friends, <laughs> uh, we, we we had uh, Deshaun uh, on the podcast actually in the preseason, um, okay. and and he, and he he noted uh, which, which Qualls told me. He said, "Look, pod, talking um, on podcasts, this isn't exactly my thing." We also had Lyle on the right. same day, and I think okay. Lyle was quite the opposite. Lyle Lyle's ready to host the Tonight Show. Ab- absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Deshaun's a quieter dude, uh, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. He's the reigning TBL MVP. What's your sense of, of what his teammates think about him? I'm sure they like him. Like, you, yeah, you know, you're absolutely. undefeated and you're a great player. You're going to be liked. But let's go, you know, kind of a level deeper. Um, who is he to his teammates? What role does he play beyond the rebounds, beyond the assists, beyond the points? And in, in a leadership capacity, where does he fit in? I think he plays a couple kind of different roles when it comes mm-hmm. to that. He, Like you said, he's a quieter guy. He's not going to be overly demonstrative. He'll he'll tell a guy if they're doing something if they're doing something wrong, or he'll correct it if needed. But he's very much a lead by example type of guy. Mm. He's going to put in a lot of work. He is going to play hard and give you 110 percent every single night. And I know that's not possible to give 110 percent, but still, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he's going to do that every single night. And I think, for the most part, if and, and I think with that and and with the fact that he's a really good player, it just people gravitate to him that way mm-hmm. on the team. And I think he, people are more willing to match his competitive style, match his energy because he one is such a good player, but also he is going to lead by example. He's not going to throw anybody under the bus. He's, he's just going to go out. And as long as you want to win and he wants to win, you're going to be on, you're going to be on solid ground with each other. So, so no Michael Jordan, Judd Bushler face punching in three on no. three during practice stuff going no, on. No, no, at least not, not to my understanding, not <laughs> okay. to my knowledge of it. Um, I think again, he'll he'll let you know. And I know as talented as this roster is in the in the preseason and training camp, I know they had some had some intense practices and mm-hmm. and not saying that there were scuffles or anything like that because I don't believe that there were. But there was, you know, guys like to talk, and there was some of that going on. But it was mm-hmm. nothing. It was nothing more than what you get from teammates. And I think the thing that speaks not only to Munson and his leadership ability, but all these guys as a team is they can have an intense practice. They can, you know, they can talk trash to one another, but then after they're done, they're going to go get lunch together. And that's Mm -hmm. what's great. Do you get to see any of the practices or are are these behind closed doors, all these practices? I I have been to a few practices, not all of them, but Mm -hmm. um, I've been to a few and, and it's, it's interesting to watch. They don't always do a lot of five on five scrimmages. They do some, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of drill work, a lot of, play uh you know working on their sets and their plays and all that kind of stuff and then they do they do other type of of games and and skills i guess working on rebounding working on passing and you might have like a a four on three drill or a five on three fast break drill and the defense has to get a stop and so it it just makes it that's where the competition really comes in with these guys now that's pretty fascinating and they keep score and they keep score and they keep score so yeah so, so yeah, I, I did want to ask uh, about Coach Dan Hoff's approach. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, you know, sort of a, a melding of the professional approach, which, you know, you, you watch highlights of Phil Jackson's uh, practices, 
from back in the day. And, and these guys are playing five on five and he's letting them go. You know, they are certainly right. working on sets and making sure they know the finer points of the triangle. But for the most part, you watch an NBA practice and it's like they're jogging up and down the court a little bit and playing some five on five. Right. Uh, sounds to me like Dan Hoff is really digging into fundamentals. You know, even with guys who are in their mid, late 20s, some guys in their 30s, but they're still, you're saying they're still doing the cone drill. They're doing, they're doing lane slides. They're, they're doing paint touches. They're doing, you Mm -hmm. know, they're doing layup drills every single, every single game to start the practice shooting drills, Mm -hmm. uh, rebounding drills. And, and I think a lot of that comes from the fact that coach Danoff's background is in college. He's been Mm -hmm. coaching TBL now for, for two years, uh, but his background's in college. And so he's, he's used to teaching and teaching the fundamentals and i think i i don't i think that that's never going to go away now he trusts Mm. these guys to put in the work he's not going to you know overly try to change things on on these guys because like you said they're mid-20s to early 30s a lot of these guys they are set as the type of player that they are a lot of their Mm -hmm. fundamentals in terms of the way that they shoot the ball the way that they move those kind of things it's pretty much ingrained in who they are now but he's always going to teach and he's always going Mm -hmm. to try to improve these guys and and i think that comes from his background in college um, of, of you know still molding young players at that point 18 19 year olds and and helping those guys become better players he's trying to do that and he does it through a more of a teaching type of method so clearly the team's responding. They're Absolutely. undefeated. <laughs> let's 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 not uh, beat around the bush. They're mopping the floor with opponents right now. I mean, that, the last been. win was by what, 56 points? It was, yeah. Team record 56 points, scored a team record 152 points in the game to get the win. It's really something. And It really uh, is. As, as great as Deshaun Munson is, and he is, um, something that I wonder is, is the team still undefeated, even if Deshaun isn't on the team? Uh, which leads me to ask you about a guy, a guy, a guy, a guy named Guy, Chuck Guy. Uh, tell me about Chuck Guy. Uh, you know, first team all TBL last year. If he's not now on uh, the team with Deshaun Munson, maybe he's in the broader MVP race discussion. Absolutely. Sh- sh- should he be in that discussion? Are we leaving th- him out? Are we are, are we mistreating the guy when we talk about his teammate Deshaun all the time and we leave him out? I, I think we are, but I also think he's okay with it. Um, okay, tell me I about think, that. I, I think he's okay with it because they're four and zero, and that's the thing mm-hmm. with a lot of these guys. You know, you have Deshaun Munson, you have Chuck Guy, you have Lyle Hexum, who was Defensive Player of the Year last year. You have guys that have gotten a lot of individual accolades over the past couple of years in TBL, but they all haven't done what they want to do, and that's win. They haven't won mm-hmm. a championship yet. They've gotten mm-hmm. close. The Fire mm-hmm. got close last year. Enid got close last year. Uh, but they haven't won the championship, and that's what—that's their goal is to win. It's great to get the individual awards. They're not going to turn any individual awards down, but they're also not going to seek out those individual awards at the detriment of their team. Mm-hmm. And I so, and I think yeah. with I think with Chuck, he is, he really is. You know, I said Munson. He leads by example. Chuck is the vocal leader. He's a great player in his own right and people should follow his lead on the court and they do, but he's kind of that straw that stirs the drink, so to say. Mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. he's the one that's going to make sure that guys are in position. He's the one that if somebody needs to not necessarily be called out, that's the wrong word, but if there's somebody that needs to, you know, maybe have a have a little bit of a sit down, he's going to be that guy who sits down with them and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. talks to them and tries to get them back on the on the straight and narrow if need be. So to distill it into a little bite-sized tidbit, uh, um, 
Chuck guy is the vocal leader on the team. Is that right? Yes. That about right? Uh, I would say so. Um, he he and Munson are really the two captains of the team, but mm -hmm. Chuck's the one that's usually talking with the officials if needed. He's the one that's out there for the for the pregame handshake and all that kind of stuff that you go through because he is mm -hmm. more of a vocal guy. Um, mm -hmm. He's also the guy that it, in practice is usually the one kind of ramping up the intensity with his mm -hmm. with his chatter, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and that and that kind of gets everybody else going. So I think I think people feed off his style of play for sure but they they feed off his mentality and that the the vocalness that he brings so it's really a two-headed monster when you talk about leadership on this team it is yeah Just two, I mean, it's not a batman and robin scenario they're right i, can, and, I can't and i can't I think, think of a good duo that's just the way they're equivalent <laughs> but uh maybe remus and romulus that's about there the closest thing okay there you go and i think too the thing with chuck that makes him at least in on this team so special is he played with coach Danoff last year in Enid. So mm -hmm. this is his second year in his system. He knows it. I mean, he knows it better than probably everybody besides the coaching staff. Mm -hmm. And, and so he is, he really is able, like you want your point guard to be, he's able to be that true floor general and that coach out on the floor. And he, and, and he is. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about another new guy on the team. Sure. We've mentioned him a couple of times during this, Conversation, uh, Lyle Hexham. Mm -hmm. Cool reigning dude. Reigning defensive I, I, player of the year, yeah. Reigning defensive player of the year. Well, they, I, I got a question about that. It's very sure. interesting. So sure. when, when we talked to him in the preseason, I said, what are you looking forward to? You know, especially joining a guy like, like Deshaun Munson. Uh, he said, I'm looking forward to doing less. You know, he was asked to do a lot in that defensive player of the year season uh, on was. the offensive end too. Mm -hmm. uh, he scored over 20 points a game. Grabbed over 10 boards a game. He's blocking yep. shots left and right. Um, and he mentioned, again, he's, he's looking forward to doing less on this team. So on the defensive side of the ball, he is statistically doing less. Right. You know, yeah, stats don't tell the whole story, but, you know, he's recorded two blocks and one steal this far this season. Yet the team's winning every game by a landslide. Uh, talk to me about this different role that he's assumed on, on, on the fire. Well, well, like you said, stats don't necessarily tell the whole story when it comes to his defense. Um, I think he probably had a couple more blocks that might have gotten registered as deflections, but that's okay. you know that's kind of parsing mm -hmm. things right there. Mm -hmm. But like I said, he's getting a lot of deflections, which are leading to steals. Mm -hmm. uh, he's also not asked to guard the paint, guard the rim. Most blocks mm -hmm. are going to come at the rim, and yep. he's not asked to do that with a guy like TJ Maston down there this year. Mm -hmm. He's more out on the perimeter. So the thing with him and his defense this year – while he's not protecting the rim, he's still playing great defense. And he's at 6'8", six, 6'9", six, he's defending guys on the wing that are probably two, three, four inches shorter than him. Mm -hmm. So most of those guys, if they get the ball out on the wing and they see him there, they're going to pass it away because they don't have a shot. So he might not mm -hmm. be getting the blocks, but people also aren't really trying to shoot over him because they can't. And they know, mm -hmm. his, they know mm -hmm. his reputation. So he's still playing great defense and affecting the game defensively. It's just in a different way and maybe not as flashy of a way as it was last year. Sure. He's like that cornerback that quarterbacks just won't throw at. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he shuts down his area of the, of the court in this case. And, and that, that place is pretty much off limits unless a guy has to kind of just jack a shot up. And I think the thing that people, especially those smaller wings try to try to think that they can do is they think maybe they can drive by him. Well, mm -hmm. he's got length and he is quick enough that he stays in front and they get in the paint, he's right there, and all of a sudden they don't have a shot again, and so they have to pass it back out. Um, 
So this has been awesome, Chris. Uh, I hope this is the first of several, maybe even many conversations that we'll have. Uh, Anytime. About this, 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 wonderful, this wonderful Pottawatomie fire team. Let me ask you, it's early in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team looks great. Um, I don't know how much time you get to watch other teams around the league, but there's a team over there in Wichita that looks pretty nasty. They do. They do look pretty good. Although we're the only undefeated team left. The fire You're the, the only, only undefeated, undefeated team. Yeah, they lost to Shreveport, right? They did, yeah. They lost to Shreveport, which Shreveport, Shreveport's going to be better. They they are not the team that we saw in that first game, and mm-hmm. they're going to be they're going to be a, another really good team. The Central Conference is going to be strong again. Did did the Pottawatomie guys have that Shreveport game opening night? Did they have that circled on the calendar for a while? Were you guys looking for revenge? I think they did because a lot of this roster either played in the Central Conference, so they played against Shreveport last year, and mm-hmm. the guys who played for the Fire last year and the guys who played for Enid last year were bounced by Shreveport in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I think I think there was definitely some of that uh, mm-hmm. of see of kind of circling that on their calendar and and really wanting to make a statement. Um, I also think that Shreveport, for whatever reason, might have come out or came out a little flat, and mm-hmm. and I don't think that that's. Again, I don't think that's going to be the case the rest of the season. I think that Coach yeah. Tucker down there is going to do a good job, get his guys ready. He, I know they brought in a couple guys that were on the team last year, brought them back, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and that'll be that'll be good for them. But the Fire have made a couple moves as well to get better, mm-hmm. including uh, getting a guy who was on that Shreveport squad last year. Right, right. No, exactly. Yeah. And and look, I know I, 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 I uh, playfully called them the dastardly Shreveport Mavericks <laughs> at the top of this. Uh, I personally don't think so. I think uh, Coach Tucker and, uh, does a, just a wonderful job and runs a classy organization. I mean, Parks is a brilliant player. He is. Um, he's he's got to be in that MVP mix as well, particularly as, as you said, they came out flat. Uh, the fire probably came out the opposite of flat on opening yeah, night. Yeah, they did. Yeah, um, they came out with Shre- a Shre- of energy. Shre- Shreveport, Wichita. Um, Pottawatomie, of course. Look, Enid's got a good team again, too. As you say, the Central is very, very competitive. Fast forward to June. Maybe it's Fire, Wichita for the the conference final. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's Shreveport again. Very possible. You've been dominating. Is this sustainable? Are we seeing 50-point wins in the playoffs? What do you predict? I mean, probably not. Teams are going to change. Teams are going to get better. Uh, I think that this team is is very good. I think the Fire are very good. One thing that makes them so dangerous is they have a ton of depth. One mm. through right now eleven, but eventually one through twelve <laughs> can lead the team in scoring any given night. I, we've, I mean, the Fire have played four games and they've had three different leading scorers. The mm. only guy who's led the team twice in scoring is Munson. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So they have. It's a good staff. It is. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm writing that one down. I like that stat. <laughs> so, so the guy. I mean, they have guys who can lead this team in scoring. Different guys who can lead this team in scoring on any given night. There was uh, like the game against against Little Rock. That was back and forth for three quarters. Fire ended up winning by 14, but it was much much closer than that. And mm-hmm. it actually took one of our bench players, Theo Johnson, to come in, and he hit a couple threes. The Fire hadn't been shooting the ball well, but he comes off the bench, hits mm-hmm. a couple threes, and all of a sudden things start rolling the fire start seeing the ball go in the hoop and and it you know it took one of those bench guys that night to really kind of get things get things started and i think that's what makes this team so special is they do have a lot of depth and they have a lot of guys that can beat you in many ways on any given night now are they going to go out and win by 50 points you know tomorrow when they play when they play enid probably not that's mm-hmm. i mean that that doesn't happen very often mm-hmm. but i think that they can i, I think that they will play Every team very tough, and I think they're going to be a tough team to beat every single night. 
this this is why I like having guys like you on, Chris. This is why you're coming back. Uh, okay. Just look, uh, I, at the end of the day, I'm a newspaper man. I got to push headlines, <laughs> all right? I, I, I need those retweets. Um, so I'm going to push out names like like Munson and Guy and, and Lyle Hexham. Uh, but you you bring the actual knowledge of the game. So so we're going to bring you on more often. Absolutely. Uh, to, to let us under, to help us understand that it's not just about the guys at the top, but but depth is, is a crucial element when mm-hmm. a team is trying to win a championship. Yep, say one, yeah, depth, you depth say this team crucial. can go one through twelve. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, and, that's and you never know. You never know too if if somebody's going to sprain an ankle and be out for a couple games, three games, and mm-hmm. somebody else is going to have to step up. And so I think that's the thing, and that's one thing that Coach Danoff has preached. That's one thing that all these guys have bought into is your time's going to come. It might not be mm-hmm. right now. It might not be at the beginning of the season, but you're going to be called upon to to put up big numbers at some point and you're going to be called upon to go make plays to help your team win and so far everybody's been up to the task next man up mentality absolutely uh chris been a pleasure appreciate it man again first of anywhere between several and many uh, conversations <laughs> that we'll have here uh best of luck to you best of luck to the Pottawatomie fire who at the moment seem like they may not need my luck granting but nonetheless i grant them my luck anyhow thank you and um thanks chris See you again. See, yeah. see you again soon. Thank yeah. you, Nick. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And anytime you want to have me on, I'll be happy to join you. Awesome. Sounds good, my friend. So, uh, look, I, I don't have enough practice to have a sign off. So I'll just say thanks again, Chris. Uh, TBL News, the video pod, uh, signing off. All right. Cool.